0: You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 100, Celebrating You. Welcome to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is the podcast for nurses who know that to take care of your patients and your family, first, you need to take care of yourself. If you're ready to create a balanced, beautiful, and bold life, you're in the right place. Welcome to episode 100 one zero zero. Triple digits, you guys! <laughs> if you can't tell I am a little bit excited to be on episode 100. That's a big deal. I remember the 100th day of school in kindergarten. We made necklaces out of fruit loops. We got hundred fruit loops and we strung them up on yarn and that was so awesome. That was such a fun day. Then we got to eat our necklaces. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about how to celebrate episode 100 with you guys. And I thought there is no better way than to celebrate you. To celebrate specifically my Bold Nurse Society members. Because not only is this episode 100, but in a couple weeks, we're coming up on the one-year birthday of when I opened Bold Nurse Society, which is my virtual group coaching program. So the official birthday I've decided is April 6th because that was the first day that it opened up and we did our very first welcome call for all the founding members. But over this year with Bold Nurse Society, whether it's been the members who have been in there the whole time or people who have come in later on, I've loved to see you guys grow, and so I thought today with it being episode 100 and the birthday of Bold Nurse Society coming up, there is so much to celebrate, and top of the list is celebrating you guys. So what I want to do in this episode is share with you guys some experiences of Bold Nurse Society members, and I got their permission to do this, but I just want to share with you some of their experiences, some of their little milestones they've gotten along the way and pass on some of those lessons to you. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. I'm excited for it because truly as a coach, this is my favorite part of all of it. I love getting on and doing coaching calls, and I love seeing the variety of ways that people are able to apply this work and just those little ways they're able to create the life experience they want. That is what makes me love being a coach. So I'm so excited to get to brag about my Bold Nurse Society members because they are incredible. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to read to you a few experiences or tell you about a few experiences, and then we're just going to talk about them. So that's kind of my plan for this episode. So this first example I'm going to share with you guys, I love because I can totally relate to it. My brain wants to do this all the time. This is a classic little trick our brains like to play on us. So as I explain it, I bet you're going to notice times that your brain has done this too. So one of the Bold Society members came to our coaching call and she was trying to make a decision about applying to a job. And as we talked about it, we were looking at some of her reasons for not applying to the job. She worried that If she applied to the job, which she didn't think she had enough experience for, that she might not get it, and that would be disappointing, right? So maybe you guys can relate to that. Maybe you have a goal where you're like, I want to do it, but if I don't, then I'm going to be disappointed if I don't achieve that goal, right? Like if I study for the certification and then I take the test and I fail, that's going to be pretty disappointing, So that's totally normal. We actually kind of want to feel disappointed when we don't achieve our goals. Because if we didn't really care, if we were like, "Eh, I didn't really care if I got that job or I didn't really care if I ran that marathon, we probably don't have much desire pushing us forward and motivating us. So we want desire, right? But then the other side of the coin is if we desire something, then we're setting ourselves up for potential disappointment If we don't achieve the goal. So that's what was kind of going on for this nurse. So she was a little bit worried if she applied, she might not get it. That would be disappointing. But here's the thing. She realized if she applied for the job and didn't get it, she would feel disappointed. And if she didn't apply for the job, she would create the same exact thing. If she didn't apply for the job, she still wouldn't have the job, right? And she would continue to feel disappointed because she's wanted to be a nurse educator for a long time and she hasn't applied to those positions and gotten the experience. And so that's disappointing. She's felt that little nagging disappointment all along the way. And so her brain was telling her that by not applying to the job, she was avoiding disappointment. But really, she was just choosing a different flavor of it. Okay, so I want you guys to be on to your brains. I noticed this in myself a little bit ago. Like, this is just a silly example of it, but our brains really do this all the time. So, think about like, when we're trying to avoid a certain outcome, often we create that ahead of time. So, I totally caught myself doing this the other day. I've got a really good friend who lives far away, and I love when we get a chance to talk and catch up, because she's got the best stories. I don't know how. she She's like in Seinfeld, how ridiculous things happen to him, and you're like, that doesn't really happen to real people. <laughs> she's one of those friends who, when she tells me stories, I'm like, that can't be real. That doesn't really happen. But I love getting to chat with her and hear these great stories and hear about what's going on in her life. But our schedules are kind of tricky to coordinate. And so I'll find myself sometimes thinking, oh, I should call her. It's been so long. But then my brain tells me, but she's probably busy. So she's not going to answer right now. She's not going to be able to talk right now. And so I don't call her. So do you see how because I'm worried I'm not going to get to talk to her? I just end up not talking to her because I don't even call. So that's what our brain does. We're like, that would be really scary or that would be really hard or that outcome might not turn out the way I want it to. And so I'm just going to create that now in my life in just a little bit different way. Okay, so I'm so proud of this nurse. She applied to the job and she actually ended up getting it, which is awesome. But even if she hadn't, you guys here's the thing. She would have gone through that whole process of deciding to choose discomfort intentionally. There was that discomfort either way, right? Or the potential for discomfort either way. But she decided, I'm going to choose the discomfort that serves me, that helps me grow, that helps me create the life experience I want. And so she went through that process and she went through the interview process and the application process, all of that experience, even if she hadn't gotten the job, she'd be able to take that with her into the next situation. So I think that's really the gift she gave herself. Like, yeah, she gave herself a new job. That's awesome. But she gave herself this next level version of herself who's a little bit more courageous, who's a little bit more intentional, who's willing to step outside her comfort zone to get what she really wants. So I love that. So proud of her. So this next experience comes from one of the Bold Nurse Society founding members. She joined Bold Nurse Society the very first time I opened up the doors and has been in the program ever since. So it's been super fun to get to know her and see her grow. But she was telling me about how she's a labor and delivery nurse, so most of the time she works in the nursery. So there are certain skills that don't come up very often in her job. And one of those is starting IVs on adults. She said she's really comfortable starting IVs on a newborn, which I have never done before. That would terrify me. But when it comes to starting IVs on adults, that's not something she would do very often. So she would feel really nervous about it. So I don't know if you guys can relate if you have any skills that you try to avoid where you're like, oh, starting that drip. I don't really remember how to do that. That's kind of challenging or giving blood or whatever it is, right? So we all have those skills that maybe intimidate us a little bit. And so what she found herself doing was when the opportunity would come up for her to start an IV on an adult, she would find another nurse who could do it. And so she said it ended up being five years, five years had gone by since she had started an IV on an adult. And she had a whole bunch of chatter going on in her head about it like, am I even really a nurse if I can't start an IV? So she was having all of that negative self talk, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not capable enough, all of that. But she had this realization during our class on confidence. So the very first month of Bold Nurse Society, we had a class on confidence. And her realization that she took away from it was that she was hinging so much on this one skill. Like if she got the IV or she didn't get the IV, it meant all of this stuff about her. She was making it mean all this stuff about her, about if she was a good nurse and if she was smart enough or if she was good enough. And she realized it really doesn't mean all that. I don't have to make it mean all that about myself. And so once she let that go, then it took all the pressure off. So then she was more willing to step in and try IV. So she got way more experience with it, right? And she said that she was genuinely excited to. She would like volunteer, like, let me be the one to start the IV, which before she'd go running in the other direction. And so She said the very first time when she had that excitement and offered to start an IV, she got it. But the reason she felt so proud of herself wasn't for getting the IV. It was because she was willing to try. And since then, she's missed IVs sometimes. But she said it's not a big deal because now it doesn't mean all of this negative stuff about her. And here's the thing, you guys. As she was telling me about this experience, she was like, I know this is kind of a silly thing, but I don't think it is. I think it's like coins in the piggy bank. The other day, I went with my daughter to drop something off at her friend's house and her friend had a piggy bank. I hadn't seen a piggy bank in years. I think I need to get myself a piggy bank because it just feels so nostalgic to like drop the coins in and then when you dump it out, you feel so rich, right? All these coins just spilling out all over the floor. But that's what I think this is like, where you have these experiences and it's like you're just putting coins in your piggy bank of confidence. Like, look at me. I can do this and not make it mean something about me. I can feel uncomfortable and do it anyway. So it's just putting those coins in the piggy bank, but they add up. It might start as these small things where you're starting an IV that makes you uncomfortable, but then maybe you're applying to that job that makes you uncomfortable. Or in this nurse's case, she's starting a business. That's something she said she never would have done before. But now she's starting her very own business, doing a lot of things that make her uncomfortable. But it's just like when she was starting the IV, she got that practice. She was putting coins in her confidence piggy bank and now she's cashing it in. But the amazing thing about cashing it in is it just fills your piggy bank up even more. It's a never ending piggy bank. It's a magical piggy bank. It just refills itself and you get to keep going. And you get to achieve things you never imagined and blow your own mind. I love that. I love watching nurses impress themselves. Like so often we're trying to impress other people, right? Like, oh, I hope they notice this. I hope they think I'm doing a good job. I love when nurses are impressed with themselves. Like, look what I accomplished. Look what I did. It's just kind of fun. It doesn't make you any more or less valuable to achieve big goals, just like if she missed the IV or got it, didn't change her value, our value is set. So it takes all this pressure off the goals like, oh, I'm not trying to prove myself, like prove my worth. I just get to have fun. And sometimes it's fun to do things you had no idea you were capable of. But it's not fun when we make it mean something about our worth and our value. If you think achieving a goal is going to prove you to the world, it's not gonna be fun. So that's where we get ourselves into trouble. But I love that this nurse had that realization and she's been taking off and she's gonna keep blowing her own mind and I can't wait to see it. Okay, so this last experience I wanted to share and celebrate with you guys, isn't a nursing specific one, it's just human specific. And I think the other ones were too. Like on the surface, they seem pretty nursey. Starting IVs, applying to jobs, those are nursey things, right? But if you look under the surface a little bit deeper, you see it's just brains doing what human brains do. Our brains do the same dance all the time. But sometimes they're dancing to different music. Sometimes they're dancing to nursing music. And other times they're dancing to things going on in our personal lives, but they're doing the same dance. It's just a different context. That's why I'm all about the group coaching model, which is how Bold Nurse Society is set up. It's a group coaching program. Because it's so helpful to hear other people's situations. The details are going to be different. Like, Yeah, sometimes you're going to have very similar things. A lot of those nursing things we can totally relate to. But other times you're going to hear people get coached on experiences you've never experienced yourself. But it's so useful because your brain is still doing that same dance. So as you hear them get coached, you can be like, yep, my brain does that dance too. I see it now, right? And it's a lot more clear when you're not emotionally invested and emotionally involved in it, you can kind of step back and you see your own brain doing the dance. So that's why I love the group coaching model and why it's possible to use these tools in any situation. But this particular experience, I think you all are going to be able to relate to because we've all felt irritated before. We've all wished someone's behavior would be different than it was. So this nurse was specifically talking about her mother-in-law, but for you, maybe it's a charge nurse or it's your partner or it's your child. It could be any relationship. But this nurse was having her mother-in-law visit for three weeks, and she said that as her mother-in-law was staying there, she was starting to get irritated with some of her behaviors. And so she did several things that really changed her experience. But I want to highlight one of them because I think this is something that many of us don't realize is an option. Okay. So she said she started to think about what experience she wanted to have of her mother-in-law's visit. Did you know you could do that? You can plan out the experience you're going to have before it happens. You can plan out your experience of your shift. You can plan out your experience of your marriage. You can plan out your experience of anything in your life. Now, you can't hold on to the details too tightly. Like if this nurse was like, My mother-in-law is going to come visit and she's going to cook dinner every night and she's going to say all these sweet things to me and this is how she's going to interact with my kids. She'd be setting herself up for a lot of discouragement because her mother-in-law isn't going to follow that script, but she can still have the experience she wants of her mother-in-law. So that's what she did. She thought about what kind of experience she wanted to have and then she created it. And she said, I actually cried real tears when it was time for her to go. So that's the experience she was able to create. She didn't have to change her mother-in-law to do it. And you don't have to change your shift or your job or your patients or your partner or your kids. You don't have to change anything else in your life. You just get to work on you. And you can create the experience you want. This is why I often say Bold Nurse Society isn't so much a self-care program as it is a self-transformation program. So I love seeing the way these nurses have transformed their lives, but they've done it by transforming themselves first, and then it transforms their experience. And you have the power to do that too. You can create what you want in your life nothing else has to change. You go first. And I promise that's all you really need. All right, you guys, thanks for celebrating with me. I'm so excited to celebrate 100 episodes and a year of Boldner Society and most importantly, to celebrate all of you, all of your successes, all of those tiny little changes you're making in your life, the coins in the piggy bank that are adding up I'm so glad I get to celebrate that with all of you. And if you feel like you're not having the wins you want to have, if you feel like you're kind of floundering with this or you're not sure what to do next, you're kind of spinning in circles, guess what? I've got some good news for you. You don't have to do this by yourself. So come hang out with us in Boldner Society. Enrollment isn't open right now, but if you get on the wait list, then the next time doors open, you will be the first to know. So go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash waitlist and get on there so you know when doors open again so you don't miss it and we will get you moving in the direction you want to go. All right, you guys, thanks for hanging out with me for episode 100. I'll see you back here for 101 next week. Take care.